Welcome to the Bailu Podcast. Please note the information in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Nick Burgess. Welcome to long-time listeners and also welcome to new ones, to new listeners that are hearing us on the podcast platforms, particularly those on your smartphone for the first time. Welcome uh, one and all. Today we're going to be talking about the technology sector um, and technology across the economy. Um, why are we doing that? Well, we think you know, we think that we'll look back in a couple of years' time and see this COVID-19, this pandemic period, as a time for real technology adoption across the economy. Um, and as investors, the question is, how do you get the best exposure, or at least some exposure, um, to this technology theme? Um, the good news is there are many ways t- that you can do that, um, and we're going to explore that in this podcast um, a little bit later on. Um, but technology is going to be an ongoing theme that we'll talk about for some time over the next weeks, months and years, I'm sure. Um, in a few days' time, we're going to be doing a podcast with Magellan and they're going to be talking through some of their technology exposure um, across the global economy. So look out for that. Um, but back to today, I thought we'd start with a couple of um, interesting quotes from um, very well-known um, chief executives across the economy. Firstly, chief executive of Macquarie Group, Shamara Wickramanayaka. She said at the Macquarie Conference a couple of weeks ago that innovation and digitisation will see technology continue to disrupt many sectors. Indeed, learnings from the current crisis will see technology further enhance areas such as healthcare, education and the workplace in general. So that's the chief executive of Australia's own Macquarie Group. And then from a global perspective, the Microsoft CEO, Satya Nadella, has said that Microsoft has seen two years' worth of digital transformation occur in just two months. So he says, from remote teamwork and learning to sales and customer service to critical cloud infrastructure and security, we're working alongside customers every day to help them stay open for business of a world in a world of remote everything. So two years' worth of digital transformation in just two months. So that's two globally respected CEOs talking about the pandemic period being a real catalyst for change and a real catalyst for technology adoption. So that's why we're talking about it today. I should say there's a presentation pack that we've put together on this subject that sits side by side this podcast. It's available on the ELNC Bailey website. So bailey.com.au Go to Investor Resources and then Recent Research to get a copy of that presentation pack if you do not have one. So let's get into um, the subject proper of technology. Um, Really, what I'm going to try and prove um, in this podcast today is that if you're relying just on the ASX 200 index, um, the most popular index in Australia, if you're relying on the ASX 200 index for technology exposure in your portfolio, Um, I think you're probably doing yourself a disservice um, and something perhaps you need to look at and think about and have a discussion with your advisor. So that's what I'm going to um, attempt to to prove to you today. Um, We're starting on slide two, those with the presentation pack, and really for a bit of context, the information technology sector forms a very small part of the overall Australian market. It's about 3% of the ASX 200 index. 
So 3% is technology. Obviously, the biggest components of that sector are things like financials at 25% and materials, including the mining sector at 19%. So technology on its own is a, is a small piece. That's the, that's the first point. The companies that are included in that technology piece are some of the you know, well-known companies in Australia, particularly those that um, have emerged quite quickly. So things like Xero, which provides accounting software to um, Australia and then also around the world, that business is growing strongly. Afterpay is obviously a, a popular name and a success story. That's a payments business, again, in Australia and various areas around the world. So they're the two largest exposures in that technology index. You've also got computer share um, in there as well, the um, shareholder, shareholder registry services provider, and WiseTech Global, which provides logistics software, and Altium, which provides software um, with which you design um, electronic circuit boards. So in that 3% technology sector index, there's only 13 stocks. So it is quite concentrated and something we'll come back to. But that's the context of the ASX 200 technology index um, as it stands at the moment. On slide seven, if you're following on the presentation pack, we show the exposure to technology of the ASX 200 index compared to some other global indices around the world. So 3% uh, for the ASX 200. If you're investing in the small ordinaries, the ASX small ordinaries index, the exposure is a little bit higher at 11%. But really both of those exposures are significantly underweight compared to the global economy. So 26% of the S&P 500 in the US are technology businesses. The Dow Jones, it's similar at 25%. The more tech-focused NASDAQ index has got 50% of the businesses in that are technology-focused businesses. And even on a global perspective, the MISCI World Index, about 19%. So what we're saying here is that relying on, as I said at the start, just the Australian indices of, say, the ASX 200 at 3%, you're probably uh, doing yourself a disservice if you're looking for exposure to um, information um, technology or the broader technology sector. So the question now becomes, what are the alternatives to just the ASX 200 index? So we're going to look at a number of alternatives here. And the first one is the ASX All Technology Index. So we've been talking about the ASX 200 index and technology within it. And now this is a new different index, which is an All Technology Index, um, which is one, as I said, a number of um, alternatives. So the All Technology Index was launched in February 2020, so this year. The code is XTX, and the first thing that jumps out of the page is that it's got 46 constituents, so it's much broader than the 200 technology index, which is 13, as I mentioned. How does it do this? How does the index get broader exposure and increase the stock numbers? Well, it does two things. Firstly, it pulls stocks from other areas that are primarily listed in other sectors. So, for instance, it pulls out um, some of the consumer uh, sector, particularly the consumer electronics sub-industry, and includes that in the All Technology Index. It also takes out interactive media and services industry, classified as the broader media sector, um, and includes that in All Technology, similarly for healthcare. So it pulls out technology companies that are otherwise defined within their sector vertical and includes them in the All Technology Index. 
Secondly, it also includes stocks with smaller market caps. So the minimum market cap of for inclusion in this index is 120 million. So it includes the larger ones for sure, but also goes uh, much deeper into the small cap market um, to pick up some of those emerging names. So that's how they get the stock count up from 13 to 46. BetaShares, which is an ETF provider, they also have an ETF on the XTX or the All Technology Index. Um, that's called ATEC, A-T-E-C, ATEC. And a little bit later in this podcast, we're going to talk to BetaShares to give us a little bit more information on this and some of their other technology-focused ETFs. So the ASX All Technology Index. Um, in some of the next few pages of our slide presentation pack, so slide 14 gives you all of the consti constituents of that All Technology Index. So they're there for you um, to read. On slide 15, we do some work around the industry exposures to determine the level of diversification of the underlying industries uh, within this index. So the highest single exposure of the All Technology Index is real estate. That's about 16%. Um, of the uh, of the index, and that includes REA Group and Domain as well. Um, you've got 14% exposure to the SME economy, so that's mainly zero, which is the accounting software provider. Um, you've got hardware, so things like NextDC, um, which provide hard infrastructure um, and cloud computing services. Um, so that's at about 10%. You've got 9% at payments, which is mainly afterpay. You've got enterprise, enterprise uh, providers, which are things like Technology One, that's at 8%. You've got the automotive sector, which includes stocks like uh, Infomedia, that's at 5%. So you get a sense, particularly you look at the chart on slide 15 of the presentation pack, you get a sense of a broad diversification by industry and on the slide before, a broad diversification by stock. We've also done some work in terms of revenue model. Technology companies have, like all companies, different types of revenue models um, embedded in their businesses. And we've done some work that suggests that about 46% of the uh, all of the revenue models within the businesses in the All Technology Index is on a subscription basis. So these are businesses that have recurring subscription models, um, which you know, in theory, leads to lower risk around uh, the revenue piece. So that's a good healthy proportion. About 35% of these businesses have uh, transactional revenue models and then 19% have a mix of the two. So again, there's good diversification by the type of, of revenue model as well. Um, also based on the, the, the stock list in this index, um, I'm pleased to say that ELNC Bailey, we have um, a range of research coverage of the stocks um, in this index. So things like Infomedia and Hanson Technologies, which are the stocks that um, I cover and I like that are in that index. Um, we cover um, EML Payments, which is one that uh, my colleague Nick Cayley likes. Uh, Big Tin Can is one that my colleague uh, Luke McNabb likes. Uh, Kogan is another one that we cover uh, that we've got a favourable rating on at the moment. So um, we do have a, a range of research coverage um, of this All Technology Index. Alternative number two uh, would be listed investment companies. So we cover through our research a range of listed investment companies. Many of those listed investment companies have a high exposure to um, the technology sector. So the Magellan Global Trust, for instance, MGG, that has at least 30% exposure to the technology sector. And as I said, 
Our next podcast in the next couple of days, we'll be talking to portfolio manager there, Chris Weldon, um, talking through some of his some of his preferred technology stocks. Uh, where Microcap is a, a list investment company that has about 13% exposure. So not as high as some of the global uh, benchmarks, but certainly higher than the Australian indices at 13%. The Ophir High Conviction Fund, um, that's got about 17% exposure to technology. So um, the second alternative there is uh, some of the listed investment companies uh, that we cover um, as well. The third option are exchange traded funds or ETFs. Um, there are a number of providers in this space and one of those providers is BetaShares. And on the line we have Alistair Mills, Associate Director at BetaShares, who's going to tell us more about their range of ETFs in the technology space. Welcome to the podcast, Alistair. Hi, Nick, and uh, thank you very much for having me. So uh, let's start with BetaShares. For those who are not familiar, who are BetaShares and, and what do they do? We're a fund manager founded back in 2010, um, currently managing around 11 billion uh, Australian dollars under management. We specialise in exchange-traded funds, so ETFs. We are an Australian-owned and managed business, um, which makes our product range um, tailored to the Australian investor, particularly innovative solutions for Australian investors in mind. Uh, that means all of our funds are Australian domiciled, for instance, so no WA-BEN forms for international exposures. And we'll also look to design products specifically for Australian investors, able to be quite in innovative and nimble in the space um, when it comes to our product development. Okay, so um, as you know, we've been talking um, uh, quite a bit about um, the technology sector and uh, ways, different ways in which investors can gain exposure to the technology theme, I guess particularly pertinent in these days of isolation and Zoom meetings and all those sorts of things. Let's start with the um, Australian um, angle. We've been talking about the ASX's new all-technology um, index and you guys launched um, a, an ETF off the, the back of that. Um, so what, tell us a little bit more about that ETF and, and I guess what attracted you to um, the all-technology index. Yes, so ATEC um, is the ticker of our newest in the, uh, in the technology range, our Australian S&P ASX all-technology index ETF there. So currently consisting of 46 companies, um, that was a lot smaller not very long ago. Um, this is an area extremely underweight in most Australian portfolios and an area that's really been growing uh, very, very quickly. Um, you've got some leaders in that space. I mean, Afterpay is always the one that comes top of mind um, as an Australian success story. Um, you know, you put Afterpay right next to Visa and MasterCard in, in modern conversation. So it is an area that has been very, very small in the broad Australian index, but we see massive growth potential and it will rise through the ranks. S&P and the ASX combined look to create a new index covering all of the technology bases. And they were interested in getting an ETF provider to provide a solution on top of that, enabling investors to get access to this broad thematic because whilst there are some very exciting individual names in there, it can also be a very difficult spot to stock pick. Um, choosing the next afterpay, um, you know, many people can do, but it's not always easy. So 
if you can get the thematic as a whole basket and get all access to all 46 uh, companies there, you can play the thematic in a very, very low cost, straightforward manner. And that was the purpose of bringing an ETF to market. Yeah, and as you're saying, we've been talking about um, in this broader podcast, you know, diversification is the key in terms of having exposure to established established winners, but potentially the next round of winners in the years to come as well. Um, speaking of diversification, you also offer um, some technology-focused um, overseas ETFs. Um, talk us through some of the options that you provide there. So... I would say probably worth starting with uh, flagship US exposure. And many people would have heard of this this index, but the NASDAQ 100 and um, our ETF there, NDQ. So whilst technology is at its absolute core, it does overlap into other sectors, including consumer discretionary, um, forming a large part. Now, why I mentioned that is because a lot of these companies that people may on the surface think of as being technology, so Amazon and eBay are easy examples, actually fall under that consumer discretionary. However, their entire business model has been based on their technological advancement and cutting edge areas in that space. So NDQ in the US has been extremely popular um, and the US counterpart is, is the second most traded ATF in the world by monetary value. Um, so obviously an, a very, very popular one there for the U.S. exposure. Yep. Um, looking across the Pacific in the Asian space as well. Um, so the U.S. has been typically thought of as the, the cutting edge and leader in, in the U.S. in technology markets globally. China and its Asian counterparts actually has more than twice the number of Internet users as the U.S., and, but only half the population has internet access. So as a thematic to get access to that and the innovation going on in that space, names like Baidu, Tencent, Alibaba, ATFs are now enabling Australian investors to get very simple access to thematics over there. Um, so again, just adding a bit of more diversification to clients' portfolios. Um, these are some of the more regional exposures within the lineup. On the uh, thematic side, so within technology, there are obviously different industries and sectors that you can focus on. Um, one that comes up a lot is cybersecurity. And I think in terms of an umbrella over all technological advancements, it's an easy one when it doesn't matter if, you know, different people believe the next big thing is going to be whether it's driverless cars or cloud computing or contactless payment, for instance, the one driving factor over all of that is all of it requires an increase in expenditure in cybersecurity. And you'll see new um, breaches every day um, on cybersecurity issues, and you'll have um, new regulations coming through both in Australia and internationally where company executives are now criminally liable for cybersecurity issues. So the tailwinds to that as a sector in the thematic space, particularly around technology, is huge. And again, using an exchange-traded fund or an ETF to buy the basket and diversify across the entire thematic um, has paid dividends in that in that regard. Um, there's a very good example of um, what was co the company called Symantec is now known as Norton LifeLock. Um, 
very, very high correlation to our cybersecurity AGF hack, HACK, up until the day 11th of May 2018, where there was a whistleblower um, that was to be investigated on their accounting practices. The stock actually lost a third of its value in a single day. Um, a very, very big holding in hack, um, one of the top five holdings there. The uh, ETF only saw a 3% decline that day. So just highlights the benefits of diversification. If you get your stock pick wrong, and many people you know, familiar with Symantec may be top of their list um, just through familiarity if you were going to go a single stock name. So buying the basket, you can get the thematic right and diversify your single stock risk there. And the, your last um, ETF in this area, RBTZ. So tell us a little bit about that one. Yes, again, a thematic which has seen enormous growth. Um, robots and artificial intelligence, highly used in Japan, leading experts here when it comes to automation of industrial processes. It's um, an area that we've seen a, a huge amount of interest and um, whether it's sector or geographically agnostic, um, the thematic behind it is the growth in automation and robotic technology is one that's developing, um, particularly in modern society where more people are working from home, being able to outsource and automate processes and improve efficiencies across all kinds of industries um, is a growing thematic that has seen a lot of in interest both by Australian and US investors as well. So looking at uh, robotics automation, whether it's industrial or non-industrial, but also unmanned vehicles and drones, for instance. So the development of these key themes, you can now access that as a thematic ETF through the ticket RBTZ. Hey, Alistair, thanks for your time. Um, if you want more information around BetaShares range of uh, funds, exchange-traded funds, ETFs, speak to your financial advisor or, of course, you can go to betashares.com.au, their website. Very interesting. Alistair Mills, Associate Director at BetaShares. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Nick. You're listening to the Bailu Podcast. So let's recap. We've got option one for gaining more exposure to the technology economy is the ASX's new All Technology Index. We've got listed investment companies and they're arranged there. The third option is exchange-traded funds, especially beta shares, as you've just heard. And then the fourth option we can say is managed funds. So there's obviously a range of managed funds available. Speak to your advisor about those, but a couple of names uh, that we like as a house. So the Fairlight Global Small and Mid-Cap Fund, that has around 20% exposure to technology globally. The Fidelity Future Leaders Fund, that's got about 14% exposure to the technology theme. So there's a couple of examples um, there. So let's sum up. In terms of our key messages from uh, the technology sector, we think COVID-19 um, is a potential catalyst for increased technology adoption and disruption across the economy. The ASX 200 index, we feel, does not give investors enough exposure to technology, so you need to look elsewhere. There are a number of alternatives that you can discuss with your advisor. So one is the ASX All Technology Index, including the equivalent ETF, which is ATEC by BetaShares. There are global funds, ETFs, and listed investment companies. There are small cap funds, ETFs, and listed investment companies. 
Um, that's about it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, the presentation pack that I referred to is available on the Bailey website under recent research, as I said. Um, so uh, please have a look for that. Whilst you're on the Bailey website, you can have a look at some of our videos, our other research, some of the services that we provide. Um, if you'd like to contact an ELNC Bailey advisor, if you don't have one already, um, you can go to the Contact Us page and the Start a Conversation section. Uh, that's it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, goodbye. You have been listening to The Value Podcast. The information in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal objectives, financial situation or needs. You should not rely on general advice without making your own inquiries or your own assessments about the suitability of the financial products or services mentioned.